Welcome to Politics on Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. As usual, good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, the United States of America. And of course, good morning to the world. You know, folks, yesterday I kind of got it wrong. I think I for, if I remember correctly, I forgot. Texas. Hey, but I had Houston and Harris County in there. Anyway, we are going to have a great show for you today. But as customary, before we start the show, we must go into the control room with our two resident geniuses. Brothers. Well, Egberto, it is election day. It is yes. voting day. The day that you have to get out and exercise your right for your representation. Vote them out. Vote against everything. <laughs> I, no, those rats. We want be change. Yeah, we do. Well, we want we want change for the better, not just change. Yeah, we don't want just a bunch of rich fat cats telling us all how to live anymore. That's right. We're tired of that. And you know what's funny? As I was listening to the news this morning, and they had the Donald Trump trial and the judge threatened to remove him from her courtroom because of misbehavior. What is this man? 12 years old <laughs> grief. I mean, and I want them, I want them to put him on the stand for the election fraud thing in Georgia. Yeah. You, you want to see him come unglued and get convicted. That's the best way to do it. Put him on the stand, start questioning him and watch him explode. I think it'd be fun. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, Jack, what do you got for us today? You got some wisdom? Well, not much wisdom. Just a, just a little little thing. Uh, you know, the left and right, you know, we, we seem to be opposed to each other. But when it comes down to it, we both want the same thing. You know, we want we want a good world for the children, though we're not doing a very good job of keeping that up. We need to do better on that. We, we say we want we're doing it for the children, but somehow it never gets done. And Just I don't nonsense. get that. Just nonsense. It's all it's always about the children. Well, look, folks. Just straighten the world up. Don't give them a polluted mess. You know that's they are the future. That is true, but we are the current. We are the stewards. That's right. And if we don't do a good job of this, they've got a big mess to clean up and if they even have a world to live in. So sincerely, do your part. Clean the mess up. Vote these politicians that are just these heinous, what a godless communists, and you would think so. But uh, vote these people out. Vote in some good representation and you'll see the difference. Wow. You know, I mean, I, I could just sit down here and listen. That was that was great. That was great. Folks, uh, today is uh, today. I call Howard's day because anytime we need to remind folks that they need to vote, I just have to say Howard. And <laughs> the soapbox comes out and here, here I, we go I, again. I know it's not the soapbox. It's the truth, man. It's the truth. But, you know, but thank you, guys. We got a great show for you today, folks. We got a great show for you today. Um, but I want to, before I start, I, I really want to jump on something that Jack said, because it touches me 
in the heart what he talks about. When he talks about there's not a lot of difference between the left and the right. And when I sit down with my right wing friends and say that, at first they get upset and they they scream at me. And then we start enumerating things and they're like, oh, yeah, I guess so. And also I've mentioned a whole lot of these similarities in my book, How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relative Friends and Neighbors, right? Because it turns out that you have to get all these false differences to really keep this system going, us fighting against each other. Then I talk to my left friends and they actually get offended you know, and sometimes it gets me upset with my left friends when they get offended that we dare compare them to those people. Right. And the I, I think the reason that gets me offended is also because I'm a, I'm a person of color, black, Latino, Caribbean person, and have gone through that sensitization of being the other. Right. And when I hear some on the left really get a, a, a that there's just look at there's a look in the face. I'm not saying all I'm saying some that I've spoken to that says, how dare you Egberto, compare us with those people? Right. And um, I'm like, you know, again, we are not very different in just about any issue whatsoever. We allow externalities to come in and really causes friction. That's why. And, you know, for, for me, when I'm dealing with people, it, it's uh, with, with the people from different ideologies. Uh, it, it's not an act to to try to bring stuff together. I mean, it's a story of what we do. I mean, we did a whole lot of this with Coffee Party and Living Room Conversations and these other groups that I've been a part of. And. It is amazing that if we don't hurry up and take on to that tack, that that tack, that we are all in this together, that is how we are actually going to fall as a country, right? Because we really, 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 from your most right-wing brother and sister to your most left-wing brother and sister, I mean, we're all in this stuff, and there's only one group that's doing fine, and that's the one that are playing us. That's the one that is playing us, wrong conjugation. That's the one that is playing us, and that's our, you know, our, you can call it whatever you want to call it, the oligarchy, the plutocrats, the, un, the un, unfettered rich, whatever you want to call it. Those are the ones that are pulling the strings, that have all these differences among us, that need these differences among us so that we don't see we've been had by them all folks word for thought so jack um thank you for bringing that up because i think periodically this is something that we have to point out to people um you know no none of these folks are my enemies like i said i can break bread with anybody anyhow folks let's get busy with the program title of the show today Mehdi hassan to scare Democrat, to scare Democrats. Why did I have a typo in the title? Damn it. Mehdi Hassan, to scare the Democrats. That's what happens when you work late. Calm down, he says. Top Obama advisor hint about Biden dropping out. Another typo. Anyhow, the polls are moving in the wrong direction for Biden. 
while Media San thinks we should calm down. David Axelrod has a different point of view. All right. I I, I was going to start with the Mehdi Hassan video. And well, I, I think I better do that. What I'm going to do, I'm going to start with the Mehdi Hassan video. For those of you who are watching on Facebook, you know that it's facebook.com slash KPFT Houston or watching it on YouTube. Uh, that T, I mean, uh, Politics on TV for YouTube, you'll get to see some of the charts that they use. But again, it's sufficiently descriptive that our radio listeners and podcasts can get it. I'm going to go ahead and play that, and then we'll take it on the other side. Betty Hassan has a message for Democrats with the release of the recent uh, polling numbers for Biden, which to put it as kindly as I can, they were terrible. They were horrendous, but they were very understandable. Of which Mehdi Hassan has a message for Democrats. Calm down. And you know what? I'm with him up to a point. I want you to listen to him and then we'll take it on the other side. It's November the 5th, 2023, which means exactly a year from now, November the 5th, 2024, Americans will go to the polls to pick their president. And it looks almost certain that once again, they'll be picking between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. A choice that Americans are saying in poll after poll that they do not want. They don't want a rerun of 2020. They don't want Democratic and Republican candidates with the names Biden and Trump. But here we are. And here's the bad news for Team Biden in particular. If the election were held not a year from now, but today, the twice impeached, four times indicted Donald J. Trump would win the Electoral College with over 300 votes, easily defeating President Biden. That's according to a new poll out today from the New York Times and Siena College, which shows Biden losing to Trump in five of the six key battleground states, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, and Pennsylvania. The president is ahead only in Wisconsin and only by two percentage points there. It's worth noting that Joe Biden carried all six of these states back in 2020. But that's not all. The new poll also points to several other glaring liabilities for the president, including his age. 71% of voters surveyed say Biden, who will turn 81 later this month, is too old to be an effective president. That includes a remarkable 54% of his own supporters. The same doesn't apply, weirdly, to 77-year-old Donald Trump. Only 39% of the overall electorate say that Trump is too old to hold office, with just 19% of his supporters sharing that view. Another issue hurting Biden is the economy. Voters by a 59% to 37% margin trust Trump over Biden on economic issues. That's the largest gap of any issue surveyed in that poll. That's despite the fact that just last week we learned that strong consumer spending drove the US GDP to its biggest rise in nearly two years, growing 4.9%. And right now, unemployment is at one of its lowest rates for 50 years. People don't seem to care in the polling. There's also growing concerns over President Biden's mental fitness. According to the poll, 62% of voters say the president does not have the mental sharpness to be effective. And yet, believe it or not, only 44% of voters believe the same of Donald Trump. However, Trump's declining mental acuity is kind of hard to ignore. Here he is just last night in Florida delivering yet another incoherent, rambling, mad speech. 
Many, many terrorists are coming in. Thousands of middle-aged men are coming in. Young men are coming in. Everyone's saying, how come they're all so young and so strong? And they're coming from China. Everything's a lie. The whole thing is a lie. The whole election was a lie. Why would I do a debate when Christie, sir, I'm sorry, he is not a fat pig, okay, this man? He is not a fat pig. No, it's true. And you can't you can't use the term fat. You're allowed to use the word pig, but not fat. He sounds totally mentally fit to be president to me. But perhaps the most stark finding from that new poll from The Times is this. Biden trails Trump by five points nationally. But when voters were asked about a hypothetical race involving not Biden, but an unnamed generic Democrat, that candidate actually leads Trump by eight points. That's a 13 point swing. So to call these poll results anything other than savage for the president of the United States, for the Democratic Party, and let's be honest, for the future of American democracy would be an understatement. To pretend things are fine and will be fine is mad. Having said all that, let me say again tonight, as I have said many times before on this show, we also do need to calm down a bit, get some perspective, especially historical perspective. Yes, the polls are bad for the sitting president, but we are still one year, exactly one year out from the election, 12 whole months. The Biden campaign for re-election hasn't yet fully launched. The Trump criminal trials, four of them, haven't yet started. And we know that incumbent presidents like Barack Obama and Ronald Reagan also trail their expected opponents at this stage in their first terms too, only to emerge victorious a year later. We also know that Biden's own poor approval ratings didn't really hurt Democrats in the midterms either. Remarkably, they held on to the Senate and prevented a red wave in the House. They did it by focusing on abortion rights and voting rights, which they can and presumably will do again next year. And in the meantime, Trump is giving Democrats ample ammo to use against him almost daily. Yes, Democrats uh, who are concerned about Donald Trump taking the lead in the polls right now, are responsible Republicans who are concerned about Donald Trump being in the lead right now, independents who are concerned that Republicans, that, that Donald Trump is in the lead right now, really, as Mehdi Hassan has to say, calm down. Because what you have is 12 months to go ahead and undo all that are undo or to do all that wasn't done to make sure not that Americans know what's, uh, you know, how the economy really is, et cetera, because you know what? Americans are living it. And in as much as employment, we're at clear near full employment in as much as inflation is coming down in as much of all these things are occurring, we have still allowed the plutocracy, the oligarchy, the, the, the wealthy uh, business owners, we have really allowed them to extract our wealth, extract every gain that we've had. We've allowed them to take it away. So in effect, what we need to say is, as Brother Hassan has said, calm down. And now understand what Americans are going through. Yes, numero uno, numero dos. Let it be known that you have a fix for what they're going through. It is time to go outright, not only on Trump for what he did with uh, giving all these tax breaks to his wealthy friends, but at the same time, his wealthy friends are now reaping the rewards of inflation, reaping the rewards of all we did for them during COVID. But we also have to go ahead and let 
them know that the time of the wealthy getting by on the backs of the poor and the middle class will be mitigated. Let, you know, uh, when they, when they talk about give the people hope, it's not just give the people hope is give them a pathway to that hope being realized. And if Democrats do that and they can, they have probably eight months to do that. And I mean, if you forget about your ivory tower consultants and you start working with the grassroots and you make it make these uh, these things that you are going to do for society organic from within, from the grassroots, then you'll succeed because you know who knows about grassroots? You know who is nurturing every single demographic, every single group of folk? The Republicans are. The MAGA folks are. They're talking to everybody. Yeah, they're losing most, but they're, they're, they're winning enough, including, of course, if, if this poll is to be believed, 22% of the black population and a large percentage of the Latino population, etc. If that is to be believed, again, what they're doing is they're working the grassroots. Uh, they are working the grassroots, and that is what Democrats have to do. Work the grassroots, give that pathway to hope being realized. Give that pathway to hope being realized. On our chat today, John Cotter is in the house. John, what what city in the world are you in today? I, I know you probably are on the other side of the, the ocean. Uh, we need to get on message and stay there for the next year. John Cotter said, nothing but all the good things that have taken place with Biden. And John Cotter is in Tokyo. He's watching Politics Done Right from Tokyo. Uh, hey, welcome aboard, John. Hey, look, folks, give us a call. 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Give us a call. Let's talk about these issues. Let's talk about this. It is important. It is imperative. The next, the next subject we're driving to is what Axelrod had to say uh, recently, because Axelrod is sort of putting it on Biden, saying, Biden, is it time for you to step aside and let some y- y- a youngster come in, maybe? Uh, the, the problem is, I'll, uh, look, let me, before I get into Axelrod, I can't see right off the top of my head, uh, without a nasty sort of a fight within the party, which could become very destructive uh, for a new person to come in at this time easily. Uh, it would really have to be a hell of a consensus candidate. I don't see or know who that would be right now. The best that I can gather is the, the, uh, the governor of California which is uh, Newsom. He has been making some uh, strides. I don't know how the polling looks on that. But again, uh, you know, we we placed ourselves in this situation. We have to stick it. Look, as Scott said, the the things that Biden has done uh, for as far as progressives are concerned, 
we got a lot more out of Biden that we even imagined we could have gotten out of Biden. And while there are a lot of things that haven't been realized yet, they are in the pipeline to be realized. That most Americans don't know that. That most Americans actually think that somebody uh, like Trump is 22% better than Biden on the economy. It just proves that you're, you're not getting your message across. And it also proves, and I'll talk about this a little later after speaking to Johnny and Harry, it also proves something that I, I wish our, our ivory tower consultants would, note, would note, the big difference between how the left campaigns and how the right campaigns. Let's go to Johnny. Come on in, Johnny. I wish there was such a thing as time travel. I wish we could all go back to March of 2021 mm-hmm. when Joe Biden could have and should have followed my instructions way back then to declare a national political constitutional emergency detailing the complicity of his party historically and then apologize for it and then lay out his six-step or 12-step plan to correct all that. And one of the first steps he he could have taken, and the people would have supported him, would have been to order law enforcement to escort not one, not two, not three, but four F-O-U-R unapologetic progressives into the Supreme Court building to begin their service immediately. And then other things he could have done that the Democrats would have had a lot more easier time to accomplish, like lowering the qualification age for Medicare down to 55 or 50 years old. Those two things alone would have been so powerful. And then uh, for giving student loans in the uh, sorry-ass manner that he did it, that would have been acceptable, to, even to me. But we eat, but we can't go back to March of 2021. We can't even go back to October 8th of this year. We can't undo all those bombs and turning Gaza into rubble. Have you seen the latest photography from that from that region? I actually, like- yeah. Stone I mean, Ayman uh, uh, Ayman Mohayadin did a back a a, 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 a um, yesterday and today photo of it. It performed previous to bombing after bombing, and uh, it is look. Um, I Johnny, I'm sorry, I'm not going. I, I talk about this on my three o'clock show. I'm not going to talk about it here because it upsets me too much. And um, uh, I don't want to bring that to KPFT. I'll bring it to another platform. But yeah, I've seen it. Yes. Joe Biden. Mr. Biden, your ship has failed, buddy. I've told you over and over again, you and the leadership of your party. I told you, I begged, I pleaded. I warned you what would happen. I'm no Nostradamus. I just pay attention. I've been around a long time. That's it. And I've got some common sense, I'd like to think. Now, Johnny, uh, I want... That ship has sailed, Joe. Step aside and convince the other leaders of your party to quit getting in the way of progress. To stop having this vanity project where you guys refuse to allow the progressives to take over the party. This country is in serious trouble, Joe. If you want to salvage your legacy, if that's all that matters to you, then do it. Do that. 
No, let me let, let me just say this. I am not in the look. I'm I, I'm as pro- progressive as one can get, Johnny. But I am not in the camp right now that's just saying Biden get out of Dodge and let's do things right. Uh, because because I under and you 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 deep in your heart understand politics very well. You know that anything of that nature has you know. First of all, you have to have a lot of buy-in uh, for for uh, buy-in for not creating the kind of nasty conflict that these kinds of things can create. Because once you create any kind of anim- animus within the party that's running of that sort, the party will lose. People see it as chaos and it will lose. So what I really uh, think that you have to do right now, in my opinion, Johnny, my opinion is, first of all, I want to uh, read what, what Cotter had to say, John Cotter. John Cotter on the on the chat says solar cell manufacturer q cells open in the u.s plant since inflation reduction act passed october uh, those are jobs thanks to biden and the democrats look at the gains unions are getting united pilots united auto workers the riders and what john cotter is saying there is absolutely true let's forget about age and everything else right now the democratic party and Biden should be riding high on these things. Again, a lot of people are still feeling the pain of inflation. They're still feeling the pain of rents. They're still feeling the pain of the the the, uh, the student loan uh, issue that the Republicans got repealed. They're feeling all those pains. But all those pains can be attributed to all the folks that we know are the legitimate boogie persons. Why is there inflation? Not because of Biden, but because of corporations. Cut their wings. Pressure, uh, make America see you saying you will reduce these prices or else. We have the issue with student loans. America knows it's Republicans. You go ahead and you uh, and you pass another executive order and right, right now and let them in an election year say, no, we want to get rid of that executive order uh, that's written differently to give aid to the student loans that the, that the court removed. Let them let them go ahead and say, no, no, no. And there are active ways, Brother Johnny, that one can perform assertively. You know who would do it if they had the power to do so? Trump would. Trump doesn't give a hoot about all these th- th- these false institutional constraints that Biden, as an institutionalist, is what they like to call him, like to abide by. Let America see that you are for the people. Let them see you doing that and they forget about your age. Anyway, Johnny, I want to go to Harry, but before there's a there's a. Yeah, there's a, uh, there's a, there, hold on, hold on, Johnny. I, I just, because we have an active um, chat as well, Pookie Wood says, speak on it, caller. Uh, and, and I think he also says, Egberto, you have to speak on it. This is Joe's legacy. And look, I, I, I don't disagree with you, Pookie. You have to do it. Joe, I got to lose through. Uh, let's see. Anyway, I'll read that one after. Uh, welcome aboard, Pookie Wood, Paul Fleming, John Cotter to the chat. Continue, Johnny. Okay, so I hear what you just said, and you're saying basically the same, you're presenting the same logic that David Pakman and Randy Rhodes and other people on the left who have a microphone say. And I have to respectfully disagree with you for the simple mm-hmm. fact that you, in a way, are admitting indirectly 
about perception. You're talking about messaging. That's true. But that's only half of the equation. Right. Half of the equation. The other half is perception. The perception from my point of view, what I see is what most Americans see, the working class see. Mm -hmm. They still see. They don't see. When David Packman talks about the performance of uh, the stock market, I tell him the same thing I'll tell you. People, by and large, don't care about the stock market. They right. care about the and li rightly or wrongly, they're going to blame Joe Biden for the gas pump thing, even though that's a propaganda mm -hmm. uh, piece done by the Republicans. Republicans are, wor uh, are working circles around the Democrats. Perception right. is reality right Johnny, now. Johnny, here, here's where I don't think we disagree, Johnny. When we, see, Johnny. On, when we Johnny. see homeless people on the street in Los Angeles, that's right. a big issue that he has to address, and he hasn't done it. And he hasn't uh, admitted to the American people that the Democratic Party leadership have failed to put a check. If he had done that, said that long ago, it would have been powerful. But now if he does it, Egberto, it's going to sound like he's doing it in order to get elected. And the Republicans are going to use that as as chum. Like I said, his ship has sailed. Uh, let, 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 me, let, let me say, Johnny, Johnny, to you. I mean, uh, first of all, I am never wedded to just my current uh, political thoughts. And the reason why I am never wedded to them is that if you have a better idea and you show me that that better idea is going to work, I'm for it. I have no, I have, I'm not wedded to my political ideas at all. I'm wedded to whatever is going to work. And if the grassroots tells me that this is actually what's going to be, what's going to work, I would be with it. What I don't have here is a is a consistency of let's say a grassroots a grassroots to come together and make that big change in an in an organized way that doesn't not create that that you know that problem that doesn't get us elected. I like what uh, what Carter is saying specifically because I think as you said, there it, there was a poor job done in 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 letting America know that we are fighting for you actively. I'm saying actively. In other words, you have to force. I mean, Trump goes out and said the economy was the best under my administration. And you know who else is saying it? A lot, I hear a lot of progressives saying that, oh, under Trump, I got a check. Under Trump, I got this. Hey, uh, are you yeah. telling me the progressives are, are, are mouthing off what Trump is saying, agreeing with Trump? Brother, let me tell you something, okay? I had a long discussion, very, very, very a, a hurtful discussion with a progressive, somebody I considered a progressive leader who soured on Biden and started to make comments about the economy, touting right wing talking points that Trump has gotten into the ethos. The reason you see so many of many other demographics falling back to Trump is look, our elitist, uh, our elitist uh, consultants go ahead and they create the questions of which they poll the people that are generically democratic. And then they go and they say, this is what's going on. They don't have a clue what's going on in middle America or or, or poor America. They stay there in Washington in their towers or wherever they are and they advise, and that's who the Democrats' leadership take advice from. They don't go into the community like a John Cotter who is on the ground in, in East Harris County or a Paul Fleming who's out there in Atlanta doing his thing. They don't see that. So 
we have a lot of people of the progressive persuasion that are actually saying things like they throw their hands up in the air. Because put it this way, even if you don't like Biden, what nutcase is going to take up and say, I am going to, and when I say nutcase, I'm talking about progressive nutcases now. Why would you come out and say, I'm going to support a Donald Trump because Biden didn't do X, Y, and Z if you think Donald Trump is a clear and pleasant, present danger to the country? And that is what we're seeing in a lot of areas. That's what I'm saying, Johnny. So, so to close, before I hang up, I will say to you that if these people that you are identifying as progressives are saying this to you, I have to question either your judgment, which I don't, or their ability to make you think that they're progressive because a true progressive doesn't throw their hands up in the air and imply that Trump is the reasonable alternative here. That's suicide. That's and you know what? That should tell you something. Oh. But you're right. You're right, brother. You're right. And it should tell you something. It should tell you how effective good propaganda is. That's what it tells you, brother. You want to know how the grassroots feel? Go ask Johnny. And I'm telling you, we're in big doo-doo. <laughs> All right, Johnny. But you know what, Johnny? I am not losing hope because uh, we are going to go out there and we are going to get it done. That's what we're talking about is this today. It's well, not about losing you got, hope. You got, less than, you got six, seven months at most. Exactly. Democratic Party starting today, starting today. Exactly. Apologetic progressives to run for the White House. They're, uh, they're losing time rapidly. <laughs> I don't know what we'll else see. To we'll see what happens, Johnny. But we'll we'll talk later, Johnny. You're you're the mayor of politics, right? Know. You're calling every day, so we'll talk. Let's go to Harry real quickly, uh, and then we'll go to to, to what Axelrod had to say. Come on in, uh, Harry. Uh, thank you, Mayor of Politics, done right, and thank you, Roberto Willis, for this platform. Both of you are. Right on point with all your points. I agree just about with all of them. I think um, the Democrats have to get their message out during this election season. And I think a lot of it is people just are not feeling um, the uh, effects of what Joe Biden has done with inflation reduction, with the, uh, you know, the, we have low unemployment. A lot of people just start feeling that. And I do remember the mayor of politics done right, Donnie, once telling you that one of his neighbors got a job and he wants to see more of that so that people, because that's what people are uh, just not feeling. And Joe Biden, got his speech writers have to do right. a better job of helping him to to get his message out and criticize uh, what the Republicans are about. Continue to drive that home about the MAGA people because, you know, they're the alternative. We do have to get um, uh, oh, damn, I hate when I lose my thought. We, uh, we, he just has to get his message out better and he's not the greatest speaker. A lot of people look at his age and that he's old. I was listening to Ari Arneson in the last hour. There was uh, Some of them were talking about his age. One guy was being pessimistic saying the Democrats are going to lose the Senate. I hope that does not happen. They've got to we can't keep the Senate, and they've got to uh, 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 take the House back. And the other thing I will add to Johnny when he was talking about 2021, Joe Biden should have taken Andrew Yang's uh, his uh, his idea and, could, and and with the 12 months with the stimulus check to help Americans who need help by having those two thousand dollar or four thousand dollar stimulus checks every month. And that would have helped a lot of poor Americans and people who are struggling to stay in the middle class. 
he should have done that. And, well, you, uh, you can only do that. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, uh, um, Harry, but you can only yeah. do that. You can only do that if you don't have a mansion and a cinema uh, in, in uh, if you have a better, a, a better uh, back in demo, sort of democratic candidates that aren't named cinema and mansion. Because do remember that in right. October, in October, we lost the support for children. They always talk about loving the children. But in October, we lost the support for children because it only ran for two years and it got canceled. So a lot of people are in dire straits. A lot of people are feeling the pain yeah. in the third year of the Biden administration. So while un oh, yeah. unemployment is very low, while inflation yeah. is coming down, the damage that yeah. they've created is there and you have to have yeah. a message to people to let them know right. you understand that it's there and this is what you will yeah. do to solve it and yeah. you have to do it quickly yeah. go ahead yeah. harry yeah because with the child yeah with the child tax credit a lot of the republicans including this state was crazy governor abbott they ended those child tax credits. Our yeah. artists will talk about that all the time with Scott Braddock, uh, that she has on Fridays. Uh, um, right. and then, um, it's just, you know, a lot, a, a lot, like, as you mentioned there, a lot of people are struggling with that. And Joe Biden needs to get those talking points up and say, look, this is what the Republicans did to you with child tax credit. This is what the Republicans did to you stopping my student loan and having um, the but, uh, Supreme Court voted down. Harry, I want to move on. Harry, I want to move on. But I want to say one thing to what you're saying, because what you're saying is, actually, is true. We have to go out there and not only verbalize it, but we have a thing where, uh, you know, if if if. The senator, uh, the uh, Mc not McConnell, but the one from the Democrats, uh, Schumer. If Schumer doesn't have the votes, he just doesn't bring it up, right? If uh, right. if the Democrats didn't have the votes, they just didn't bring it up. I am saying, stop it. Go ahead and get these get these bills that are gonna help people. Publicize the hell out of it on TV and let it fail in Congress, and then let folks see who voted yeah. to fail the middle class. We have to learn. I mean, yeah. sometimes. But again, hear me. Let me tell you something. A lot of these guys are in the pockets of oh. others. Harry, I gotta let you go to go to Brian. So we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk okay. tomorrow. Let's go uh, to Brian. I'll Come on in. More about it tomorrow. We'll sure. Let's go. Got you, Harry. Got you. Yeah. Let's go to Brian. Come on in, Brian. Yeah, uh, exactly who is running the country? Beach Riders or the President of the United States? Repeat, please. Who's running the country? Who's running the country? The Beach Riders or the President of the United States? Uh, because he can well, speak. Well, you know, I mean, I think that I don't know if that that question. I don't understand it, because, again, the president of the United States runs the executive. The, there's no one person that runs the United States. If you uh, I'm pretty sure you had civics in school where you learn how the country functions and it needs all branches, all three branches to function successfully. The president runs the executives and the president has the bully pulpit to get things that to attempt to get things done with, uh, I'll, I'll with be, the popular I'll be more specific. I'll be more specific. Who's running the executive branch? The speech writers? Or the, the executive branch is run by the president. And you know that, uh, Brian. Uh, no, no, he, he's not being, he's being pushed. He's being told what to do. It, it's very, very obvious. 
somebody's behind the scenes telling him what to do. Well, I mean, if you if you if you actually have, I mean, if you have proof, if you have proof, I mean, whenever I say things like that, I I can I can you know I I can assume, and I actually say it a little bit different than you are saying. When you say he has people in the back telling him what to do, I mean, first of all, you're I I think I don't have the actual evidence, but I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, if um if uh, presidents, and this is not just Joe Biden. This is also Mitch McConnell. This is also uh, uh, Schumer. All of them are listening to the people who they think they must listen to. In the case of all these big politicians, the the plutocracy gets a big piece of their ears. So continue. How do I continue with that? I don't know how you continue. I don't know how you continue because I mean it seems like sometimes some look let me tell you what happened with you Brian sometimes you want to get a got you in right but you will never get a got you if you're right about something right so what can I tell you have a, anything else you want to add no th- th- that's a ridiculous statement it is that, that okay is what makes it ridiculous, my friend? <laughs> and that is what that is what happens. Uh, you know, that is what happens. He hung up. Anyhow, anyhow. Um, well, let me read a few uh, things in the um, in, a, in in the chat. Paul Fleming says the next time you hear Republicans complain about increased IRS funding, remember that the richest one percent of Americans evade a hundred and sixty-three billion dollars in taxes each year. That's true. Uh, we we try to mitigate that. It would reduce the the deficit. Of course, now Republicans would like to take the fourteen billion dollars being offered to Israel for uh, getting rid of those extra. Of enforcers of making sure the rich pay their fair share. Palsy Walsy, welcome to Politics Done Right. The president has authority to do antitrust and business. Maybe he should fund uh, that by executive order instead of funding wars. Resources for the FTC seems to be the problem. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the the numbers behind that uh, right off the top of my head. John Carter says all presidents have many advisors. I doubt there is any puppet master. Uh, as this caller says, um, I don't think Brian knew what he was trying to say, Cutter. I think Brian just wanted to get uh, to a gotcha. And when I agreed with him that there's somebody telling uh, the president and everybody else that who has their ears what they want them to do. I mean, he didn't. You notice what he says? How do I respond to that? <laughs> But anyhow, Bookiewood says, well, think about the weapons manufacturers pushing him to back Israel no matter what. Well, I mean, let me tell you something. If you take a look at 30 years back, uh, uh, the president has always been a supporter of Israel. And there's something that he said back then that always concerned. Well, I, I just learned about it recently. But when I when he said it, I kind of cringed. And, I, and And the statement was. Uh, in our un, unfettered support for Israel, if Israel didn't exist, we would have had to create an Israel. Um, I don't have I, I didn't get the full context of that statement, but that phraseology worried me a bit. Uh, but I, I can't go there, like I said, because I 
didn't get the context of the entire speech where that statement was made. Now, um, so let, let's go into what Axelrod had to say. Axelrod, uh, yes, Egberto, that statement is scary, right? It, you know, I mean, it, that statement worried me, all right? But like I said, like I tried to explain to Brian, we are not a country where the executive have omnipotent power. So therefore, we should be cognizant of that. Okay, come on in, Bart. I was going to go to Axelrod, but come on in, Bart. Yes, Brian, I'll tell you who's running the country. It was on NBC this weekend. They admitted it. Obama is pulling the strings for this puppet. <laughs> he can't even ride a bike. He can't even walk a set of stairs. He can't even change his own diaper. Wow. Uh, wow, Bard. My, Bard, Bard, Bard. I can't even afford to buy butter or milk or eggs or bread. And who's for Bard? Bard, let me ask you this. Bard, Bard, Bard. Okay, I'm glad you said that. You can't afford to buy milk or eggs. And who do you blame? I blame Biden. Of course. Tell me, give me the, give me, I, I tell you what, I, 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 I'm, I'm, this is what I want you to do for me now. Give me the calculations that you have made under which you blame Biden. Well, I just go back three years and I look who was in office. Mm-hmm. And I look at what it was paying for butter and eggs and milk and bread and gas, mm-hmm. and it was a lot lower. Great. Okay, stop there. I, I, uh, that's your calculation. If you, a, if you take out a, if you take out a student loan, pay it back. Uh-huh. If you're okay. Not pay it that back, is what. Take the loan. I'm not paying your loan for you. Okay, Bard. Bard. I, I asked your question and you answered it. Uh, that that is the calculations that a lot of Americans make. That's a calculation that the plutocracy is happy to have Americans make because under that scenario, then you can look at Biden and say that is to be blamed. And the people who are screwing you completely go unblamed and they continue to do it. It's been proven that when when it was nine percent inflation, half of that inflation was just the plutocracy saying, we are going to take your money. So when you ha- pay more for your eggs, go to, uh, to ADM and these other corporations and say, thank you for screwing me and telling me it's Biden. Bard, the phones are filling up, so I got to let you go on this one. Let me go to Frank. Thank you, Bard. Come on in, Frank. All right. I think Frank is going to come in in a second as soon as uh, we go ahead and make that transition. Come on in, Frank. Howdy, Alberto. You there? Yes, I'm here, sir. Okay, good deal. I uh, just uh, to the to the previous gentleman's point, um, the Republican era tax cuts uh, are the reason that these corporations are able to consolidate and lower competition, and therefore raise our prices. It was the Republican tax cuts that caused inflation. That's nothing to do with Biden. But I wanted to focus on something more urgent. Um, as you know, today is uh, election day. Yes, and. Uh, I wanted to, if you don't mind, I wanted to point out the clear difference between uh, Whitmire and Congresswoman. Please do, Jackson. please do, please do. Yeah, um, they're both uh, career politicians, but let's look at what they've done during their careers. For the 20, 30 years uh, she has been in office, she's brought billions of dollars in funding to our city. She gave us the rail line. She gave us the Harris Health uh, System. She gave us the gold card. Uh, she's the only one who cares about 
uh, what he said, and I quote, the current tsunami of evictions is the only one who cares to address the eviction crisis going on in our city. Um, and uh, to Whitmire, uh, Whitmire voted in favor of the undemocratic state takeover of Houston ISD. Uh, my girlfriend is a teacher. Um, they are they are actively creating more busy work to make things more stressful for teachers, more stressful for students. And why? Well, simply put, um, the state takeover is a pawn of Greg Abbott, and Greg Abbott cares about corporations and whittling away the public education system. They are trying to make teachers quit. They are trying to privatize our institutions, just like the postmaster general under Trump was trying to do that with the post office. But I digress. It's very clear from who endorses whom, how the realtors associations endorses Whitmire, how the police unions endorse Whitmire, how Gila is trying to pass a civilian review board to increase police accountability, who's on the side of the rich and who's on the side of the working class and who's been spending their decades in Congress to uh, fight for either one. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to circle back to keep this short when you go, when you all go to the polls today. Gila got us the rail line. He got us the gold card. He cares about the eviction crisis. He cares about police accountability. Um, so basically, he's proven that he cares about us, and we need to care about her today. Thank you. Now, Frank, Frank, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, I think it needed to be said from the public. And, uh, you know, everybody here is well aware that uh, I w- let me take my whole stat off. My, I, I, I do support Sheila over uh, over Whitmire most definitely. And the reason why is uh, Sheila has progressive values. And uh, you mentioned it cleanly. Uh, Whitmire, in my humble opinion, is uh is this is is a disguised person that I don't really personally believe has the goodwill of the average Houstonian at hand, but you know to the handlers. That's my distinct opinion, personal opinion. So thank you so kindly for calling in, Frank, to give your your thoughts as well. Thanks for All right, let's go ahead and go to Anonymous. Come on in, Anonymous. Hello. You're on. Hey, um, I, you had a tripwire there. You were talking about Central Asia a second ago, Roberto. So I just mm-hmm. want to give you a little fun fact. This uh, charter known as the State of Israel was created by the Belfort Declaration. It's an LLC. It's a corporation. And this is common during that time, especially like the East Indies, West Indies. Uh, these landmasses decorations were under corporation LLC. That LLC expired on October 31st, 2023. This is an absolute kind of consortium news, Robert Perry's old you know, Vips crowd, but and, and also global uh, research.ca. So why did they bring Bibby back to fruition? Maybe because he has you know, the callous of not having much feelings for doing what they're doing right now. But that's another conversation. But I just want to give you that fun fact. All right. Uh, let me let me tell you, I am very much. Thank you for your comments. I don't have any evidence of what you're saying other than what you're saying. But that said, uh, on, on my on, on my program, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. 
not to discuss the Palestinian Hamas Israeli issue oh, here. You brought it up. That's the only reason why I called. That's the only reason yeah. I called because you brought it up. All right. Have a good one, buddy. Yeah. Bye. Thank you, brother. Have a great day. Uh, let's go to Mitchell. Come on in, Mitchell. Hello, Egberto. How are you doing, Mitchell? No, good, good. I just wanted to make a statement. I always just feel how it's so hypocritical by the right wingers to always complain about the student loan bailout, but they never complain about the 2008 corporate bailout. And this is coming from someone who's paid their student loans. And I just would always prefer, and I don't know why Americans don't prefer helping our own instead of these corporations. Thank you. Uh, Mitchell, let me just tell you, uh, I, you know, I, I love when people like you and even myself speak about forgiveness of student loans because I paid off all my student loans. You paid off all your student loans. And I have no problem. Those people who have student loans having it forgiven. It's about the collective. It's about all of us. Uh, you know, I mean, look, people just don't get it. Uh, what folks don't understand is now that people have had to start paying back on student loans and I can give the reason why a lot of these student loans issues are not you're not paying your bills back. That's not what it's about. It's about coercion, etc. I would like to have a program solely on student loans to make some very important points. I'm just going to say one short because I don't have much time. And one is this. Uh, in this country, our higher education, we're asking people to get themselves educated, to serve corporations who loan them the money to be educated that they must pay back and whose service they use to enrich others. It's a long story that that I don't I think I've defined it elsewhere that needs to be said, needs to be talked about. But thank you for putting it the way you say it and starting out by letting it be known that no, you paid off your student loans. Likewise, I paid off my student loans. I was able to do so. You were able to do so. A lot of folks are not able to do so. And in fact, a lot of folks who are doing damn good work are not able to do so because of the coercion that occurred in student loans. And I, they always use it as an example, Mitchell, that person who took out the student loan and bought a car or that person who took out the student loan and bought a phone. They use the exceptions to try to plaster it onto all of us. Thank you, brother, so kindly for calling in on that issue. Thank you. All right, folks, uh, we only have about a couple minutes left. So if you call in right now, we'll have to limit you to 30 seconds. 713-526-5738. 713-526-5738. Melissa Bowie, how are you doing? And she thanks Frank for his comment. Absolutely so. Uh, we also have Disco Penny in the house. Uh, says Frank knows his stuff. John Cotter says, and the universities that have jacked up the prices once the free flow of money via loans became a reality. Exactly, Cotter. That was a part of the discussion. Man, I got the smartest listeners on the planet. Now we have to share, share, share the information. Let folks know that Politics Done Right and other programs like this exist here at KPFT. Paul Fleming says, among young voters, Biden up by more than 25 in CBS poll. So something is screwed in the New York Times poll. I want, let me tell you, I want people, you know, I haven't seen the, the, the CBS poll. Or, or is it out today, Paul, that you're talking about? I haven't seen it yet, but I'm, I'm happy 
to go review that as well. So I'm just informed that we have about a couple minutes more. So what I want to do is, since I've been doing all the talking here, pass it on. Well, it looked like a call is coming in. Um, but let me pass it to, to Brother Howard while Jack takes the call to see if he has anything he wants to add. So if- well, we're, we're just about out of time here, but I did want to add to the folks to go out and do the voting today because that's very, very important to our society. Make your voice known. Okay. If you don't believe that your vote counts, that's okay. You can believe that. But honor the people who died to give you that right. Because Absolutely. people died to give you that right. Go out to the graveyard. Turn that back on. Uh, go out to the graveyard. Right. This the veterans graveyard. Look at those stones. Look at those people who did not have a chance to live their life because they were fighting for your right to vote. Honor them. So you think your vote doesn't count. It does count. It counts to honor the people who died to give you the right to vote. Howard nails it. Jack. Got some got some uh, wisdom for us. Well, I just can reiterate what you're saying. If we want change, we have to have to vote the people that are up there lying and misleading people out, and put some people that will do the work in. Folks, look, uh, thank you, uh, thank you, Jack and Howard for all that you do. Callers, thank you for the wise messages that you've had today. Uh, Thank you, audience, for your listening ears. Love you all. Love you all. Left or right. Love you all. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.